show starts in three, two, one. Welcome to the Voice of Two Legends. Today we bring you Russell Venosi, sports reporter and editor for Main Street Media. Welcome to today's pod. We've got a guest, Russell Venosi. Russell, if you want to introduce yourself. Hey, guys. I'm Russell Venosi. I'm a uh, sports editor for the Robertson County Connection and Main Street Media of Tennessee. And uh, just graduated from Lipscomb last year and hit the ground running after that. Uh, National native. And thanks for having me uh, on the podcast today. Of course, man. Uh, Happy to have you on. Uh, Congrats on graduating, by the way. Thanks. Yeah, it's... uh... (laughs) It's it's always a relief to have that kind of out of the way, but <laughs> for sure. So uh, just to get us started, we got a couple questions we ask everyone that comes on the pod. Uh, first one we got for you is, uh, what's your preferred method of beer? Are you drinking bottle, can, or what you going for? I'd have to say the bottle. There's just something about that classic glass bottle that's just satisfying, you know, versus popping open a can. Definitely or getting a draft. Yeah, so I I definitely go bottle. I definitely agree with that. Uh, so. Uh, What's going to be in the in the bottle? What what brand of beer are you drinking? Yeah, so there's really only like one brand of beer that I drink, and that's Yazoo, the Nashville uh, okay. Nashville brand. But the Yazoo Gerst Amber Ale is just, I mean, to me, that doesn't even taste like beer. I just, I don't know. It's really smooth, and <laughs> that's the one I'm usually going for if, I, uh, if I'm out and about. So That's a, that's a new one. That's, that's the first time for that answer there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Russell, what's your favorite sports to watch on TV? I know there's no sports on right now, but... When they are, what's your favorite to watch? Yeah, people ask me this, I always struggle with it. So usually I'll say whatever's in season, but if I had to pick one, it'd it'd be football. I think just the scarcity of the games makes every game that much more important. And so it's also just, you know, you sit down to watch baseball or something. I mean, that can kind of put you to sleep. But football, I don't know, it's just it's easy to stay engaged with a football game. So I'd have to go football if I, if I did have to choose, but I watch pretty much whatever's on. Are you going college or NFL or? Oh, man, college. College all the way, unless it's a Titans game. Like I, I don't really follow the NFL at large a whole lot, but I watch the Titans every week. Um, college football, I don't know. There's just there's something special about college football and every, just the pageantry. Every matters, dude. Yeah, every every, one step further with that question. Uh, what's your favorite sports teams? You can kind of list all of them, or just you know one or two that you like. Um, you can kind of go by sport and do each one or whatever you want. Well, growing up in Nashville, I'm definitely partial to all of the Nashville teams. So uh, the Titans, Vanderbilt, the Preds. Um, <clears throat> if I had to pick one of those three, though, I'd go Titans. been a fan of them ever since I moved here in 2004. And, uh, I mean, that playoff run last season, that, that just seemed like a nice payoff for all those years of disappointment. And so, yeah, yeah I definitely go Titans right now as, as my favorite team to watch. Yeah, it was a hell of a playoff run that they had this year too. I uh, I enjoyed watching it a lot. I I did not I did not see those wins over the Ravens or the Patriots coming, but oh yeah, anyways. no chance. I thought we'd get blown out by fifty, and then we went <laughs> in. And I was like, after we beat the Patriots, I was like, that's it. We're winning the Super Bowl. I was like, that's it. 
I'm just glad they re-signed Tannehill because, I mean, you already had Tannehill beat Tom Brady. And it just it would have been weird to backtrack and then try to go get Brady when, when you've already beaten the Patriots. So I, I was glad they got I him just, long term. I, I don't I, I'm excited to see how it's going to go. I don't know. We've we lost some key players and then we picked up a couple good ones. But like I, I if we sign Clowney, I think there's no chance that we don't win the AFC because after you know, like the Chargers signing Phillip Rivers, like that was a terrible move. He's going to go up there and throw 30 interceptions this year. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what the Texans are doing. They're shipping everywhere. They're they're pulling a Miami move and shipping all their good players out. Like, it just, yeah, dude, I feel good about it, but I, we'll see what happens. Who knows? You never know. And I feel like Clowney, I mean, everybody else has balked on him. So I don't know who, who he has left to sign with other than the Titans. Maybe the Browns. Yeah. I don't know. I, I agree because he wants like 21 mil a year, I think is what it was. They and... said he, he came out, I think, last week and said he would take 15. Okay. That's that's new news. I haven't heard what that. it's gonna be is it's gonna it's gonna be one of those Todd Gurley deals where he gets a one year contract. You know what I mean? Like it's it's gonna be like one year and prove yourself. Because I mean, you look, he had problems in Houston. And then he produced in Seattle, but like he wasn't, you know, godsend in Seattle. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't the key player on that defense. But I don't know. We'll we'll see. I mean, it's exciting to see. It's exciting that Nashville's good. You know what I mean? Because I remember what was it five years ago? We were two and fourteen or three and thirteen. You know what I mean? Like oh yeah, rough. I mean, there were some years where you could go for like five dollars at the end of the season. Yeah, I I remember like it's just nice seeing. Uh, Nissan filled up you know what I mean because I remember games going and like you would buy the the 3,000 level or 300 level tickets and you could walk down and sit on the 50 yard line because there was no one there yeah come a long way that's for sure so I guess the next question we got for you Russell is uh you have any nicknames yeah the only one that comes to mind is uh Big Russ and it's kind of, it was kind of ironic at the time because I when I first started playing hockey when I was in high school I was so skinny I mean I was just a rail like 120 pounds and <laughs> probably like 511 <laughs> so uh but yeah they, they started calling me that and it was ironic at the time and now it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense so i think people just call me russ if anything <laughs> all right so uh this has been a pretty controversial question that we've been asking uh we've gotten a lot of different answers but what superpower would you choose if you could choose any superpower so this probably isn't as flashy as some of the answers you've gotten but uh, i would love to be able to function on like five hours of sleep i usually need like eight or nine to be able to have a good day and be able to be productive but if i could get that down to five and then buy myself like three or four more hours of daytime of just just be able to do work or anything else i think that would be i mean that'd be a game changer that's a good one I would I have never all thought about that one. Yeah. <laughs> if, if I could just not sleep and have an extra like eight hours of just doing stuff, like I, I just feel like I'd be the smartest person in the world. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Take on the world. Do anything that you want. Uh, last question, Russell, before we get into, you know, your background and what you do for a living. If you could have a meal with any person dead or alive, who would it be and why? I thought about this one for a while and I went uh, Warren Buffett. I just think I'd love to pick his brain on investing and on media. Uh, he recently sold his media division of, of Berkshire Hathaway, you know, his big company. Gotcha. And uh, I just think it'd be neat to learn from him and find out what some of the business strategies he, he did to get where he is. So. See, that's I went that route with mine. Okay, I went Elon Musk because I feel like that would be someone you could just pick their brain. And Cam went like left field with it. Cam, what yours was Alexander the Great. Yeah, Alexander the Great. <laughs> yeah. And, oh man. But like this so my reasoning and 
I've done even more research since I gave that answer because it was kind of a bullshit answer. I just wanted to stand out. Uh, but, but I mean, he died at the age of 31 and no one was more successful at what he's what he's done than anyone in history. So I'd have to go back and brush up on my history because I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't even remember like what Alexander the Great did, what country he was from, anything like that. He, so. he pretty much conquered like. 50% of the world in like 11 years. Okay, yeah, that's pretty, that's, I'd say that's pretty impressive. It was what, Mesopotamia, right? Uh, yeah, somewhere over there. Uh, but he like, he conquered like Egypt and like, yeah. If any of the like, history professors are listening at station camp, you failed us. <laughs> <laughs> well, if there's, I don't think I've had a history class since I left station camp. So I didn't have any in college. So it's been, you know, five I took, years now, I took so. Tennessee history and it was an absolute joke. So, um, yeah, yeah. So, all right, Russell. So we're going to get into some questions now, kind of just about you, about what you do for a living. Just, uh, kind of let the people know like who you are and what you do. So you work right now for the Robertson County connect. Is that correct? Yeah. The Robertson County connection. And it's part of a, a larger company called main street media of Tennessee that owns uh, 12 weekly newspapers. And some, some of the ones you guys might be more familiar with are the Gallatin news and the Hendersonville standard. Um, those are all under the same umbrella parent company. So, so what do you do for them exactly? Because like you, one thing that is important is like people listening to this might not even know who you are. So just kind of explain like you know, what, what exactly you do? Yeah. So I'm, I'm a sports editor and, and my main area, like, like I said, is Robertson County. So, you know, I'm out and looking for stories and writing, writing and reporting stories myself, in addition to editing for our, our Clarksville uh, weekly paper as well. So it's kind of like a reporter slash editor job, but basically I'm covering all the high schools and any other kind of community sports or any like uh, athletes that have gone on to college or the professional ranks and doing stories just of all shapes and sizes um, of anybody involved in sports in the Robertson County White House area. So it's a lot of fun and um, it's, it's very different from any kind of nine to five job you might imagine. Like my hours are just kind of whenever things happen or like whenever I want to work. I mean, I've, I've worked as late as three o'clock in the morning and as early as seven, but then there are a lot of days during the week where I might, you know, I'm not necessarily sitting down for eight hours straight. So it's, it's a flexible schedule, which is nice, but it's also, you got to stay disciplined because Next thing you know, like my deadline's Sunday night, and there's been at least one week where I had like eight stories to write on Sunday. That was kind of a disaster. So, Russell, how'd you get your start uh, doing all of that? Yeah, so as a kid, I um, I did a lot of just like sports websites and blogs kind of for fun, kind of just writing little articles here and there. And uh, I don't think anybody really read it or saw it, but it was kind of a fun thing for me. Um, but I think the first time, the first time I was actually published was I was a junior in high school and I was walking through, I don't know if you guys remember, but in, at station camp, uh, there was like this big, I guess, bulletin board of all the sports articles and just news of everybody, everything that yeah, appeared right in the paper. There, of, right there by the office, right? Yeah. Right by the office. It had yeah. like, you know, football, soccer, mm-hmm. like everything was, was up there. And I was like, well, there's no hockey there. And, and I was on the hockey team and you know, we play our games and we played our games in Nashville and Franklin. So obviously the reporters didn't really come out to our games much. So I just, I emailed the sports editor of the Gallus News, the Hendersonville Standard basically just said, Hey, like I could submit articles about what happened at our games. And there's parents that take some really good pictures that I could send in. And uh, he was like, yeah, sure. And so I just started writing stories about my own games and submitting them and uh, kind of just took off from there. Eventually they hired me to like do freelance writing um, and cover other games for them. And uh, one thing led to another and I'm actually back working for that same company, just just a different paper. That's pretty cool. Not too many people get the chance to do that. So um, 
I honestly yeah. didn't even know we had a hockey team until my junior year. I, yeah. I always knew that we had a hockey team, but it was my belief, and I could be wrong, Russell, so correct me, um, but you guys played with uh, another school in our county. Am I right? Beach, right. Yeah, there, it was beach. There was at least okay. one year where we were just station camp, and we may have had a beach player too, but we were station camp oriented enough that they just called us station camp. But it was yeah, the official <clears throat> the official team was station camp like dash beach, you know. But we probably only had like four or five beach players. Usually, it was it was mostly station camp people. Because I think that's the same way that the wrestling team went. Is station camp kids could wrestle, but it went under you wrestled under beach's name or something like that. So so Russell. How do you think that social media has affected the way that sports are being reported now? Well, I think social media has um, just altered, I mean, the media landscape in a lot of ways. And you've seen a lot of different kind of companies and even individuals spring up that may not be part of that legacy national media or even local media. Um, it's, it's given a lot of people a voice, which I think is a good thing in a way and a bad thing in another because, I mean, it's great that anybody can have a voice where you guys can have this podcast, but then you also have, you know, just <laughs> people that may not be s- spreading uh, truthful information yeah. and things like that. So it's kind of been, <clears throat> it's kind of been uh, a little bit of good and bad, but I think for sports in particular, it's, it's mostly a good tool because I'm able to get a lot of information off of there and a lot of story ideas because when somebody posts something interesting that i can i might dive into that and just see what's going on about it like uh yesterday <clears throat> there's a uh, i'll probably do a story about this but a former springfield wide receiver that plays for T- tsu now dayron johnson he was a receiver for Tua Tagovailoa in, in his pro day the other day and so just stuff like that i just happened to see the video just things you wouldn't pick up on otherwise or a, a kid might tweet that they've got they got an offer from a big school or something and there's really there would have been no way to really know about that kind of stuff in instant like instantly before social media so i think it's helped in that way yeah going back kind of to what you said about like you may not know what all is truthful on there uh i think we see that a lot with like there's fake like woge accounts like with fake woge bombs and stuff like that so yeah i I definitely agree with you on that i just feel like social media is given i guess viewers a different aspect of like a different look on things because like you know you know like just for instance if you watch Stephen a you know he's gonna have a strong argument on anything you know what i mean but it just gives mm-hmm. everyone kind of a voice in it and i think it gives people the ability to question things more than they would you know what i mean like you know to have that different uh look at something you know like for instance, the Tannehill trade, you know, if you're from Nashville, or like the Tannehill signing, if you're from Nashville, you were all about it. You know what I mean? Like yep. every person in the city of Nashville, I think was like, we're re-signing Tannehill. But if you go outside of Nashville, like I'm sure a bunch of people were like, this is the dumbest designing I've ever seen. You know what I mean? It just, I think it gives people that, you know, contrast that it gives them a voice to you know, they might not be right, but that's the great thing about an opinion. You know, they don't always have to be right. You can have a, a wrong opinion. So everybody's entitled to one, no matter how dumb you are. So, there you go. <laughs> so Russell, do you have a favorite sports writer? Like um, either, you know, someone that works for ESPN or someone, you know, that even local or. Yeah, um, I say one of the. One of my favorite guys locally is uh, Joe Rexroad with, with The Athletic Nashville. I've read his stuff for a while, even back when he was with the, as a Tennessean, as a com- columnist. And uh, I don't know, he does a really good job of breaking down the local stuff. And he's always pretty, uh, his, his writing is always pretty nuanced in that he doesn't necessarily have hot takes. He, he kind of just presents things as they are and takes a reasonable approach to 
to his opinion. So I've always appreciated that. And then uh, as far as um, other uh, other writers, Greg Bishop of Sports Illustrated, which I don't know how much longer he'll be at Sports Illustrated because that, that company is kind of tanking. But uh, he yeah. does an excellent job with like those long form Ma- like magazine features that are you know they might be three or four pages long and he did a really good one on um, Tyler uh, Helsinki the Washington State quarterback that committed suicide a few years ago yeah um, really heartbreaking story but he did a, a big long piece on that and how his family has responded and I think they also did a like a video series on it too but I, I found that to be really compelling so do you have any sports writers that you think are overrated if that makes sense anyone that you think is like too much yeah like, I wouldn't I, say I, I guess I'm, yeah I'm probably not I'm not in a place to like be calling no. anybody out for being overrated yeah. so I mean but, well even um, even like famous people like do you like are you a Stephen A fan or like you know people like that like yeah I mean I'm not I wouldn't say i'm not a huge Stephen a fan um yeah and i don't i guess i don't specific like i'm not gonna necessarily name any names but i don't no, you're good. appreciate the media people who act like they know everything especially like on social media and i would say just because you're a big time media person that doesn't make you right that, yeah it doesn't make you right it doesn't make yeah. you give you the right to act like you're god's gift to earth you know i, I appreciate some humility out of my media personality so kind of going off of that uh, what do you think about Barstool Sports? Barstool Sports. Well, you know, I, I don't, did you guys watch the unboxing last week? Yes, I watched okay. every single video. I thought that was pretty hilarious. I'm not going to be honest. But um, <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I think they're a little too much for me too, especially the Boston accents. Uh, but um, I mean, pardon my take. Uh, that show—that's their main show, right? Pardon my take. Yeah, for the most yeah. part. Yeah, yeah. I've I've listened to that some. It's it's okay. And uh, Dave Portnoy can be pretty entertaining, but he can also be a little over the top too. So I don't know. I don't guess I'm not sure where I stand up. I, I just feel like Barstool is one of those companies that you have to you have to create a personality with it. You can't be very vanilla. Like you either have to be 100% one way or 100% the other. You know what I mean? There's Barstool is one of those sports. You, they don't pay those guys to go up there and be very monotone like they pay them to be very you know Out wild there. you know what i mean yeah. wild and have you know those opinions that no one has and that makes you also question the authenticity of it at least in my that's opinion that's true no that that's very true uh because i i'm big fan of barstool i love barstool dave portnoy was number one draft pick for my ha- uh, quarantine house but <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, I I definitely know for a fact whenever I go to their website, I may not get all the truth. Right. You're going to get their version of whatever happened. So, <laughs> yeah. So, Russell, kind of going off of what you said earlier, is it hard to come up with original ideas for articles or do you just have got have you gotten used to the idea that there's thousands of people writing or like, you know, hundreds of people writing about, you know, because say say you're, you know, reporting on a basketball game you're probably not the only reporter there at that game is it hard to come up with like original ideas or you've you just like realized that you know there's multiple people going to be talking about the things that you're talking about? right yeah a little bit of both i mean uh one of my favorite things is to come up with those original ideas and mm-hmm. um, you know in robertson county i'm kind of the only i'm kind of the only guy so that makes it a little easier but i try to compete it I, well i try to treat it sorry as, as if it was competitive and that there were other people there and so I try to still come up with creative ideas and take interesting angles. Um, I think it helps when you're just around it every day. Um, like when I was at Lipscomb and covering the basketball team really, really in depth. I mean, I was just around so much and was so invested in it that I, that I got all the little scoops, you know. And, and because most of the media wasn't covering Lipscomb basketball until the postseason, I mostly beat everybody the punch on all the interesting like feature stories and stuff like that. So I think just being around being around it a lot helps, but obviously like the Titans beat writers, that's going to be a very different dynamic because they're, you know, you got like 15 people 
all around the team every day. So yeah, um, I think there you would have to definitely be more creative and even faster. But um, I try to pride myself on coming up with original ideas. Right now, I even have a Word document of like 30, 30 things that could be stories um, if we don't have sports for like the next three or four months. But um, <laughs> I just, I, I'm good at coming up with the ideas. The, the harder part is the execution of the story itself. So No, I feel that. We have a, we have a Google Doc with like just yeah. segments planned out. Like we don't know when they're going to air. We don't know when we're going to record it. But like there's just like, it's probably what, 20 pages, Cam, where we just oh, have yeah. like they're just all- ideas. Yeah, they're, they're all sports related. So right now, I mean, with no sports, it's they're kind of tough. Yeah. So Russell, uh, do you have like a dream interview? Someone you, an athlete or coach, you'd like die to, you know, go and interview them and get their side of the story? Ah, uh, man. I guess I'm I'm not really the starstruck type, and I guess I've already interviewed some people that you might consider a dream interview, but, um, so I had to think about this for a minute, but Mike Leach is the guy that came to mind. Um, I think he's going to be a, a riot at Mississippi state this year as the coach. And I was born in Lubbock, Texas, actually before I moved here, I grew up a Texas tech football fan and I've known about him for a while and I've always just found him to be entertaining. And he, I mean, you never know what the guy's going to say. So I, I, I'd say Mike Leach would be a pretty uh, interesting person to interview. I, I think my dream interview, coach-wise, would be Greg Popovich. I think oh, that that would just be one. like one of the like because you always see the videos of him where he just gives the reporters nothing, and I just feel like that would be like one of those <laughs> interviews that would be fun because you would have to literally dig the info out of him. I'd love to interview Rabel just because listening to so many of his interviews i think it would just be a t- like so much fun yeah he, he has a pretty good back and forth with the media too <laughs> oh oh yeah i think he just loves it i think like that's one of his favorite parts of being coach i think to be honest but it could be wrong i don't really know sometimes he seems pretty annoyed with them but i, I think it depends on if they've won or lost a little bit too <laughs> yeah definitely well, and you got to think that he talks to the media seven days a week. You know what I mean? Like every day after practice, he addresses the media. And it's just like, I, there's some people I don't want to talk to seven days a week. And I couldn't imagine getting questions, ask questions that, you know, every, like, it's just, I, I understand both sides of it, but I'm sure it can get tiring, especially when you had a four hour practice and then you have a reporter up there asking you just a, a stupid question. You know what oh, I mean? Like, yeah. there, there's, there's some questions that you got to look at them and go, really? You're really going to ask me that? Like, yeah, I cringe every time I hear a stupid question. Cause I'm just like, well, that's one more strike against reporters and the media. So, <laughs> all right. So Russell, what do you think that your dream job would be? Okay. This is something that evolves all the time as well. But, um, I mean, right now I would say if I could be a full-time feature story, writer kind of traveling the country to find the best stories whether that's sports or otherwise i think that would be awesome it's the kind of long stories you might see in the athletic or sports illustrated like i talked about um with greg bishop it's those kind of stories you put months of of work into um i think ultimately i'd love to write a book too and um because right now so much of my stuff is focused like on the day-to-day and you know people are interested in it for a day and then by like next week it's already old news so i would love to kind of work on a long-term project someday that had a lasting type of impact instead of here today and gone tomorrow like a lot of the articles are that's interesting i i don't know very many sports reporters one i don't know very many sports reporters but <laughs> that would want to write a book it makes sense uh so that's very interesting but do you think that you have a like a dream tre- team that you would want to report for yeah again it's hard to have a straight answer um yeah but um 
and especially now that I know a little more about what the media landscape looks like, like I said, with the Titans, there's so many people that cover them. Sometimes I think like, what could I add to that? But, um, but I mean, I would say the Titans, I mean, I think that would just the competitive nature of it would be fun for a while. And, so, and you'd have to really carve out a niche and find, you'd have to find those extra little details that, that other people might miss. And I'm usually good at that, but I guess I'm not sure. I would have to even work on that even more if there was 20 people you know, all huddled up around one person. I think the cool thing about where I'm at right now is that people really appreciate my work. Cause like if basically if I don't write the story in Springfield or Robertson County, it's, it's not going to get written. And so I've carved out a little, little bit of an audience that way. Um, and so I think that's, I mean, it's the complete opposite of covering the Titans as far as like how the beat works and just the amount of people that are interested in it. But there is this very core group of people that are, that are all into the local coverage. So I've, I've enjoyed that a lot too. So Russell, how has this coronavirus affected, you know, your sports writing? Cause I mean, with no sports going on, are they giving you the option to write about other things or like, are you covering, you know, kids signing or like, what, are, what, are, what exactly, um, writing about right now? Yeah, it's different. So I'm doing a lot of the coronavirus related stories because there's just so many of them so i'm chipping in on on what you would consider like the news side like we have a news section and a sports section and so i'm doing a lot more in the news i think we're even condensing our sports section like into our news section just because there's not as much going on um yeah but um there's still sports stories like you said there's recruiting i'm compiling some of the all-county like basketball teams Mm-hmm. Um, there's other features that I've that I've had like on my list for a while that I'm gonna have a chance to get to. Uh, so it's kind of similar to like what it would be in June or July when there's no high school sports going on. It's a little gotcha. slower, but um, but all this coronavirus stuff. I mean, that's there's just endless amount of stories you can do about that. So that's I mean that's kept me almost as busy as I was before. I would say. So Russell, what do you think your next step would be? Uh, I know you you seem to really enjoy what you're doing now, and it sounds like you're pretty damn good at it. What do you, do you want to move up to maybe college or professional or I guess what even would be the next step? Uh, I don't know how you exactly climb the ladder. And Yeah, no, I'm asking the same question because, uh, you know, right now, I mean, especially with the coronavirus, uh, a lot of these media companies have taken huge hits in advertising. Um, so I don't know how that's going to affect like people's long term business plans and viability. Uh, I do know I really enjoy working where I am now. And I think um, the owner of our company, Dave Gould, has a has a good strategy in place for handling um, not only this pandemic issue but also just long term of carving out that those local markets um, of people that are really interested in the content so yeah i don't know i mean yeah that would be neat for sure to cover college sports um, we already do a little bit of that with austin p with the clarksville paper but um yeah college sports or pro sports i mean we'll see i right now i'm i'm just i'm just looking for a place where i can can tell good stories no matter if they're sports or if they're high school college or if they're news or business i mean i've i've grown to just love journalism in general and so yeah i'm a big sports fan and i like writing about sports but i could see myself writing about just about anything that i that's interesting you know that could be business that could be a human interest thing i just i, I like all of it so i think hopefully that kind of opens up my options a little bit yeah for sure so russell um kind of backtracking a little here you mentioned that you were an editor for the clarksville news what all goes into being an editor exactly because like to be honest with you i have no idea i zero idea well so the first thing is like i don't have an editor so i i edit my own like 
I write the stories and then I'll go like get a glass of water or something to clear my head for a minute. And then I'll go back and like read over my stuff like four or five times because I'm almost a little obsessive about it because I know like if I made a typo or a mistake, like it's going to probably get in there. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes if, if I have like a really big piece, I'll have somebody look at it for me. But I mean, I don't have an editor assigned to me. So I kind of just decide all my own stories and stuff. But um, and then so we do have one reporter um, that I work with. His name is his name is Brady and he's the Clarksville reporter. And so we're kind of always going back and forth throughout the week of ideas and what needs to be done and then he sends me all his stuff on just like a google drive and then i go in there edit it all and then upload it to our server where the designers can grab it and, and put it in the actual newspaper so um during the year i was also editing for two other for the dixon post and the cheatham county exchange so at one point i was editing like for four papers and that was that was just too much so we've kind of scaled that back a little bit so i can focus on reporting a little more but um that's kind of i guess the 411 of being an editor you basically just go through the stories and do what you can to find typos and then do what you can to spruce things up and then you ship it on its way. Thank you, Russell, for coming on the pod. And as always, guys, we have episodes out every Wednesday and Friday. Be sure to subscribe if you're not. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, everything. So go and hit that follow button and uh, be sure to also follow us on Facebook at Mostly Sober Thoughts, Twitter, at Mostly Sober Pod and Instagram, Mostly Sober Thoughts Podcast.